0: Hi there and welcome to the latest edition of the Gersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent podcast which is brought to you by Fans for Fans and where the content is free. It's a preview show tonight, we're looking at the the Motherwell game on Sunday and we'll have a wee squint at Wednesday night's disappointment against Aberdeen. As I say to you every week guys, it's not just the pod we have here at Gersnet. We have, uh, you know, match previews, uh, match reviews, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a forums, there's a, a history archive on the website as well. Obviously, Frankie's got these social media, so get yourself onto that. If you enjoy what we do here at Gersnet, please give us a a, a, wee, a wee like and a subscription on our YouTube channel. Uh, I've got two guests tonight. Uh, I'm joined by Stuart Weir and Alex Anderson's
1: piggybacked in at the last minute there. Wormed his way in. Uh, how are you, Stuart? How are you getting on? I am. Uh, I'm. Do- I'm doing well. All the better for Alex making a guest appearance. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a bit like the Who suddenly being, you know, on stage with uh, Noel Gallagher. So uh, I'm. I'm really looking forward to his his one string banjo coming in later on. How <laughs> about you, Eck? How are you?
2: Uh, all. All the better for that introduction <laughs> by Stuart. They're calling it. Yes, yeah, you have to tell the listeners and the viewers what we were talking about before we came on here about uh, how a, a two-piece Bob Dylan, the two, Bob Dylan, two-piece. yeah,
0: yeah. Someone yeah. made a someone made a comparison to me once that you know Bob Dylan's considered a genius because he plays guitar and harmonica at the same time. He says, but if you pass a guy in the high street and he's he's took that extra step to put a drum on his back, you know, you consider him a dafty. <laughs>
2: that's it. So, 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 you're the, so you're the drum, I, on, the back, the drum right? on the back. <laughs> I am the drum on the back tonight. Right, that, that's it.
1: That's you know,
2: it. it's, it's Frankie sent me in here. I'm like, like Yoko Ono try to split you two up. You're getting too powerful. you are <laughs> going to form a breakaway. So I better I better come in here and muck things up for you. That's it.
0: That's it. Yeah, we well, you know, the more the merrier. That's that's what I say. Uh, right, guys. I thought we would have a quick look at obviously a really disappointing result on and a, and a, and a poignant night, obviously, that the first game since since Walter Smith uh, sadly passed away. Uh, I thought we'd have a wee look at the Aberdeen game. Again, another disappointing result. A disappointing night overall really and obviously we'll have a wee look at the Motherwell game on Sunday which is now becoming a huge game considering uh, Celtic will probably be top of the league uh, after Saturday's game. So Stuart I'll, I'll, I'll come to you first uh, you know, kind of more of the same on uh, on, on Tuesday night or Wednesday night uh, you know, more drop points at home, I think that's three out of the last four games uh, at Ibrox we've, we've, we've dropped points Just another poor performance and we keep on waiting for this team, you keep on hearing that, oh, they'll click, you know, it's just a matter of time before they click. You know, I've been saying for a while now that, you know, this is us in late September, October, you know, over the weekend we're going into November and we're still waiting on this team to click and, uh, yeah, a poor night again overall, I suppose.
1: Yeah, we we, we seem to be a bit like a broken record when we review um, Rangers' performances, We keep picking up on the same faults and failings uh, week in, week out, and and again, it's the promise of well they'll get it right the next time that um, I think lifts the spirits. But and you know, you're absolutely spot on. We're now entering into November, and there is no sign that Rangers have settled down either in terms of how they are approaching matches or indeed the kind of formation or team that's approaching these matches. And that's a bit a bit of a concern. You know, it's November, December, January, February are the months where the league title is usually won or lost, dare I say it, um, because you're looking for the teams of the more powerful squads to, to start to grind out the results that other teams just can't do. But it seems to be Rangers are having to grind out results just to get draws. Um, Fir Park's not the easiest place to, to, to go. I mean, I think anybody that's been watching football over a, a, a long enough period of time will remember. I, I, ironic, in fact, that in a week of Walter Smith's passing, um, one of the most well nearly catastrophic results in Rangers history um, took place at Fir Park when if they had been a goal down against Motherwell and just let the game go, all would have been, you know, Rangers only needed a draw against Aberdeen uh, the following Saturday 1991. And instead of that, they went chasing a draw or even tried to chase a victory and lost by 3-0. Yeah. Hence the reason why they had to win on, on the Saturday. So it will not be an easy, an easy game for Rangers. I still think they'll actually win this tie or, or win this league match. I still think they'll have too much um, I think that it's about time, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a performance from one or two of these guys. But all in all, Rangers still appear to be quite a, a disjointed unit. And, and I think that's why there's genuine concerns amongst all of the support as to what's going to happen next. Alex, I mean, last season, the, the
0: one of the main things about Rangers and, and how they won that title was the fact that they just didn't concede. You know what I mean? We just did not concede goals. Uh, this season, it's just, it's, just, it's just the total opposite. We're conceding every week and two down, you know, within the first was it the first 20 minutes uh, on Wednesday night. And I, I, I'd sort of said uh, on last week's show that I, I kind of got the impression that St. were trying to get the second goal really quickly on, on Sunday because I, I think there's a feeling because Rangers aren't scoring a lot. If you get two goals, then the very least you're getting is a draw because it's, I, I I think outside Livingston, the Rangers scored three this season in the league, you know? So it's, I mean, I'll focus on the defence at the moment. The main point I'm trying to get here is we're conceding an alarming rate and and, and it's a big, big concern because it, at the moment, it feels like Rangers have to score two at least to win a game.
2: Aye, and I think it's, it's symptomatic of how we're kind of regarding uh, this, this, this start to the season. I think we're all, as you're saying, we're all waiting for it to kick on. Um, we're all waiting for us to do that classic kind of champions thing where slow start, but then we basically we start motoring away um, and makes, you know, the likes of me look a bit silly for ever having uh, worried about it. And it's, we can of nail down exactly what the problem is either. I mean, we're not picking up the same amount of points, uh, obviously, but I was just I'm just looking at it, comparing it to this point last season after the, the first round of league games. And funnily enough, we're uh, eleventh game last season was at Parkhead. I don't know how that happened. No, well, the first, you know, first in the first. Danger on that. Eh? In October. Like, I, don't, I don't know what that was about. Um, I don't know what happened to Sonic conspiracy that night. But um, but actually, but are five points worse off. And at this point last season, we were we were four points ahead of Celtic after that game, and Celtic had a game in hand. We are now two points ahead of Celtic, and Celtic are in the same the same amount of games. It's and when you consider how amazing. Form was last season kind of singularly amazing. I, I, I won't panic too much because it's no, at the end of the day, it's, it's not that bad, it's not that bad a difference. We see Celtic coming on now. We're panicking maybe because we've had so many home games, you know, we've only had six home games, they've been against you know, kind of key opponents. But even then, we have beaten Celtic, we have beaten Hibs. Um, this Is a problem. We're beating Celtic with a kind of third string goalkeeper, a third string fallback, you know, and then we're slipping up against Aberdeen. Um, when we we've got more than enough on the park to, yeah. to, to do the business. There seems to be no there, there's not even any kind of easily definable uh, thing to, to, to throw your hat on and say that is the one problem, that's what's happening. I mean, which is which is in many ways is even worse because we're looking, I'm looking at last season at this point. Um, we would scored 26 goals. You know we've only scored 19. At this point, we would only lost three goals last season. We've lost yeah. 10 at this point. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to think we'll maybe lose another two in Sunday, and then just for the sheer hell it will beat last season's uh, defensive record. But I don't think that's going um, mm-hmm. to happen. They'd score the rest of the season without conceding a goal after that. But it's just I can't. It, you're looking at the amount of injuries we've had, but there's still enough players there. That's the hope we've got the, the squad is big enough. You know, we've, we've, got, we've got the talent there that the win against Celtic when we're down, but our manager wasn't even on the ground proves that we can do it when we want to. And my, I just can't, I can't help hoping, I can't help thinking. The way this Rangers team have always been to a certain extent is I think they get bored. I, I genuinely think when James Tavernier said that thing, I'm going to hop back to it in the, the programme notes before the Baraga game about how they didn't like it when the pressure was on them. People took that as meaning they didn't like like all firm games or whatever. And they've they kind of helped beating Celtic, they're beating Celtic with their eyes shut practically. Yeah. They love the big games. I think like the other night, like they're saying, we need to go a golden before we wake up. I'm going to give them a pass for the other night. I know how I felt going to Ibrooks uh in Wednesday night. I, I couldn't I basically couldn't have cared less about the game. And I would never put the pressure on the players to try and make up for, you know, to, to try and give us a result. Uh, to, mm. nothing, nothing's going to compensate for uh, the passing of Walter Smith. Um, and we're asking players to to care about the club, and I think you know they're having a minute silence, and the you know that the training pitch on Tuesday, the, the players are laying wreaths uh, on the Wednesday. So is the management team, Stephen Gerrars, in tears uh, on the telly, and that's all proper. That's what I prefer. That, that was the only concern I had. I want them doing that. I want the, the players paying their respects to Walter Smith. The whole club paying its respects. We don't, and I think I can't help thinking that maybe bled into to what happened. In uh, Wednesday night, Walter Smith would never use that as an excuse yeah. um, I know Stephen Gerrard wouldn't, wouldn't either but there was a really a really flat feeling um, all around the club, you know, basically, basically the club's grieving uh, for this, the greatest manager of the modern period um, and, a, and a guy that we all felt was part of the family so I, I can't really blame them for what happened um, on Wednesday I'm going to give them a pass for that but it speaks to what's been happening for the rest of the season. It was in line with what's been happening for the rest yeah. the rest of the season, and uh, we just we need a spark. We need something to set us off, you know. And hopefully, we'll get that on on Sunday.
1: Just um, just touching upon what Alex said there about the 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 stats and you know the goals that Rangers have scored and the points where they were last season. That um, equation. Is is slightly skewed by the fact that Rangers were beaten by Dundee United when last season they didn't have any defeats to you know on their on their, their record. So it kind of it tilts things slightly. Um, but I, I, again just to absolutely you know agree with what they were saying there, that everybody everybody to a, a, a man, woman, child. Who frequents Edinburgh is waiting for this, this spark to arrive, and the only way you know the only way you're going to get a spark is if actually the range of players find it themselves. Steven Gerrard can give them, and Gary McAllister, and whoever it might be, can give them as many instructions and as many commands and as many scenarios as they like during the course of the week. I still think there are, that there are, you know, one too many not, not you know, really bursting themselves to, to either make the runs, make the passes, or above all else, be as brave as they should be. You know, you're playing, you're the champions of Scotland, you're playing for Rangers in front of 50,000. You know, that that should be the ideal scenario for you to go out and want to play at your very, very best and to try things and to hope things things come off. I mean, I I, I joked on Twitter the other week there that if Rangers had tried to score the perfect goal when Ali McCoy was playing, he'd have ended up with 27 as his career total. You have got to take, you have got to gamble from, you know, every now and again to try and score that goal rather than trying to, you know, play 23 passes and, and and walk the ball. And all all, all the time that I've watched Rangers, I think the only time they made that number of passes it was against Parma. And that, that happened that happened once in a European tie. It's not, it is not the norm. You've got to get the ball into the box to make the chances to score the goals. And I still somehow think it's almost like there's a force field around that penalty box that that you know that players are frightened to actually step in or step up or step forward and take that chance.
0: It's funny, both of you sort of agree there about, you know, waiting on the spark. I think the players are guilty of that. You know, rather than making it happen, they're they're kind of waiting on it to happen. And I saw footage today, somebody posted a, a, a thing on Twitter today saying, what happened to this team? And it was a goal for last season and the tempo And, you know, the one, two touch, you know, players are receiving it in one touch and moving it quickly with the next. You know, the the amount of times now I see players taking a touch, taking another touch, taking another touch before they're releasing it. And teams are, you know, if you're not moving it quickly enough, you're giving teams time to adjust and get bodies across. Because to me, that's that's kind of what modern football is about now, isn't it? It's about moving bodies across the park to create a bit of space, work the overloads, all that kind of thing. If you're not moving it quick enough, then you're in trouble. But, I mean, I suppose we'd have to give them credit, uh, Stuart, in terms of, you know, they, they came back. You know, uh, Morello's got the goal. We've got the equaliser with 10 minutes to go, the penalty. Now, we need to discuss the penalty. feels like we talk about a controversial decision every week in this podcast. And as I've said previously, yeah, honestly, and it's so boring. <laughs> so boring. Although, I will say this time, the, where I was in the, the governor year, it was right in front of me. You know, there's a definite pull. I mean, he's, he, he absolutely has a hold of his jersey and pulls him back. I sometimes think with these kind of fouls, if the player lets go quick enough, they can get away with it. And if I'm being honest, I I, I think Bates maybe did let it go at the right time. He thought, right, I better let him go. And I think Sakala's already thought, no you've pulled me, I'm buying this. And it's like if there's any Celtic fans watching this, which there will be, because there always is, eh, they'll be saying, oh, well, that means he died and he cheated and all the rest of it. One thing I will say in defence, any striker that goes down, is they have to go down sometimes, because the amount of times I see strikers getting fouled in the box and they stay in their feet and they don't get a penalty or they don't get a free kick. So to me, coaches will say to their strikers, if you get fouled, go down. So I, he's been pulled, he's went down, he's bought it. But to, to me, the, 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 this notion that it's a conspiracy and all that kind of thing, utter nonsense.
1: There's no point in a striker standing in his feet now because there's no reward at the end of it. No. It's not like rugby where the referee brings it back and says, by the way, I think that was a foul, we'll have the penalty here. You, you just That just doesn't happen in football. No. So a striker now, whereas before you would see guys literally getting their legs kicked out from underneath them or upended and still trying to scramble the ball into the net. Now, if you get a touch and you get down, you get down. Did I find a problem with the penalty? No. uh, You know, somebody once said, it's a bit like uh, in the Bible, if you read the Bible, if there is a laying on of hands, expect a miracle. It's the exact same and the football scenario scenario now if you if you lay on hands on any striker, expect a penalty to be given. Yeah. I don't I, I don't have an issue with it. Um I really don't. Had it been um, you know, it been at the other end of the pitch, I think you might have been complaining the same as others have been complaining. Yeah, if you look at the Aberdeen players, there were less complaints from the Aberdeen players than there yeah. have been um in subsequent people who have watched action replays 27 times over and over. I think the Aberdeen players on the spot thought it was a penalty. A penalty was given, Rangers scored, and that's it. But you're taking a hell of a chance these days to have any contact like that on a striker.
0: Alex, I mean, I think Shirt makes an interesting point there. You know, Bates, there's there's no there's no protest really, is there? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it could be maybe with one of these ones where if, if Beaton's on the other side in terms of his position, he doesn't see the pull. But where he is, I mean, it's as clear as day. I mean, as I said, I was claiming for the penalty. I was up off my feet claiming for the penalty. So to me, if you're claiming for something, I have been in that scenario when I've been the only person in the fucking stadium claiming for a penalty, by the yeah. way. You know, I've jumped up and I'm like, well, I've seen something, but, but absolutely nobody else has seen it. But everyone in our area was up claiming for it. So to me, there's a definite pull. Do I think it's soft? Yeah. If it was against Rangers, would I be happy? No. But you would accept that if he spilled his jersey. As Stuart says you're 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 living dangerously.
2: Well, the, the way I saw it, Colin, I, I'm main stand front, as you know, um, in line with the, the, the Copeland six yard box, the six yard line. Um, and I was, as I said, I was I was flat as a pancake, mood wise, the other night. I couldn't really have cared less. I couldn't have bothered get. I was I was in a huff, just with the world, you know. Um, and when I saw that, I just automatically shouted penalty. Stonewall penalty. Um it wasn't even and I think if if we, it hadn't been given it's 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 a te- technically it's an absolute stick on. And even sitting here trying to justify it, you know, you're playing into the kind of conspiracy mindset the yeah, just yeah, yeah. fans. Why why are they trying so hard to justify it? And this is this is a problem we've got just now with this whole culture um that's developing. It's I think it's I think it's part of this whole thing with the the heart and hand thing, the daily record, the wee war going on between print and media and and um Basically, you know, fan media, uh, mainstream media and you know, fan-led media. And I think your likes so your Chris Sutton's your Michael Stewart's, these guys are um kind of play into that gallery and they know better. And they're trying to create controversy for the sake of it. They're trying, they're trying to try to kind of stroll that middle ground between what's gets what gets said in the pub after the game and you know what would get said if somebody actually properly analyses it. They need to be, they need to be kind of calling it calling it right, basically. When John Hartson's posting things like, oh, I know I know how it goes, or something along those lines, yeah. it's basically, it's a conspiracy.
0: I know, I know more than most. I, I know more uh, than most. You
2: know what I mean? And straight away, it's like a League Cup final, the last time there was an old friendly League Cup final, the Celt- winning Celtic goals, half-side, you know, but we don't hear about that. It's all about the emphasis, it's all about how much you scream about it, rather than the actual objective, you know, objectively looking at a decision to see how harsh it is. I remember in Walter Smith's second period, I think we, Celtic had penalties against us at Parkhead, Hamden, and Ibrox in and successive games, and it, it just went unnoticed, yeah. you know, because the law is that Rangers always get a penalty when they need one. You look at the way Rangers won the league last season. Uh, you look at the way we play this season; it's all possession, too much possession at times as well. Saying a team that's constantly got the ball in the box is going to eventually get filled, yeah. and Aberdeen, as you say, were complaining about absolutely everything they could last night they were time wasting they were doing as is their right to do just every trick in the book to try and disrupt us so if they thought for a second as you say that wasn't a penalty um, they, they wouldn't have got it we got a great call by a referee who was getting barracked by the Rangers supporters all game you know it's actually a great call and James McFadden is just basically saying on the sports scene ah, it, was a good, it was a good shout and suddenly he's a puppet of a yeah, yeah, national broadcaster a national broadcaster who doesn't even speak to bloody Rangers yeah. do you know what I mean um, it's you, you, all you need to, I think there should be a law where anybody if you support Celtic you know support Rangers you, got this, you start getting a, a grievance about a conspiracy against you you should be made to go and watch the likes of Motherwell ten games in a row as punishment obviously but also to educate you <laughs> you, you know to educate you watch the game their highlights other night against the Miren the penalty what happened what happened to Motherwell it was. I think it was in, in the end that right, the right decision was made at the penalty. Moreau got a penalty, but then St equalised later on with a penalty that's then taken twice, saved the first time uh, by Liam Kelly and he's, you still can't kind of tell the motion replays if his fit was yeah, off the line I or know, no. I know. And you imagine right. that was a certain other club. It would be, oh hell on earth, it happens to everybody. And we've seen right, Celtic.
1: So there's people, have been of, there's pe- people who have been guilty of war crimes and I wouldn't I wouldn't he sentence let me go and watch ten games anyway. <laughs> I mean, I mean seriously. I hope I hope you never progressed being a justice of the peace and through into the, and, and been a judge somewhere. It's, Lord Justice Alex Anderson and oh no, that's me. Oh, that's it, me. Ten games the at black, Park Park. Oh. Either he dons a black cap or he sends you to South, or North Lanarkshire for
2: ten games. Was he going to be? A guy's white a side watch straight away. He's got a guy sitting next to him at a park just to make sure
0: he's not getting any sharp objects on him. <laughs> right, gents, on, on on, to Motherwell, actually. Uh, on to the game on Sunday. Uh, Stuart, the, the, you know, it's looking like, I mean, the home form at, at Ibrox now, the, the, it's just not good enough. We've, we had a, a healthy lead over Celtic. It's now looking like come Sunday, you know, if they win on, on Saturday, they'll they'll be top of the league. As we were talking about earlier on, uh, you know, Tavernier said in the programme they don't like the pressure. Well, you know, there's going to be pressure on Sunday. If Celtic win on Saturday, you know, we'll we'll be, I think, a point behind. And it's, we're now in this, rather than having a, as we've enjoyed over the last sort of year or so, having having you know a bit of a cushion between us and them, it looks like we're entering a period of right. If they win their game, we need to win ours and nip and tuck and all that kind of thing. So big pressure and a big performance needed on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and it, and it won't be it won't be easy. I imagine even though they've put a lot of work into the the, the first part pitch, um, I think by the 60th minute it might look something akin to the Somme. Um, you know, um, given the the, what the weather's been like uh, in this neck of the woods, but the, the the whole thing about pressure isn't about how it affects you; it's how you handle it. It's not that you see it as a burden; it's how you use it to your advantage. You know, it's it's how it, does that pressure basically you know make you make you shrink, or does it inspire you to do or try something something better? Um, Rangers have had some good performances at Park Park. It's a difficult place to go. You know, I think I, I I still think there's a number of players who struggle with the slope. Not you know, unlike other venues where it's goal to goal, it, it basically the, it's the, corner, the, corner to corner, it, isn't it? It's behind the as it's, yeah. co- it, it's like it's, it, it, it's like north face of the Eiger If you stand in yeah. the right or the wrong part of the ground, and I think some some players struggle with that, or or they make it look as if they want to struggle with it. I think there has to be, you know, just going back to the the, the last European tie there against Bronby, R- Rangers scored early enough and then went for the kind of jugular and, and made it easy for themselves in the night. I did think that Bromby kind of pulled up the undercarriage in the second half and, and didn't quite make it a damage limitation exercise, but I think they knew that that was, they were, they were beaten and they could lose other goals should they, should they open up? But I think that Rangers made it easy for themselves, easy by getting the sort of earlier goals and having the game all but won by half time, and surely that has to be the model they take forward. Get the game, you know, get into your stride as early as possible, making, making for, you know, holding the possession starts at seventy eight percent in the first 15 minutes of a game or 20 minutes without any shots on target means absolutely yeah. hee-haw, nothing. There is not a history book or a future reference book that will basically triumph or trumpet the possession stats of any team. It's the goals that you score and the goals that you score to win matches. And I think that Rangers could, could help themselves greatly by getting on the front foot as early as possible and really pressing teams. The, the, Rangers, you know, the points both of you made earlier on about having to score two goals to win a game now, whereas it used to be only one. They make, they're make allowing other teams into the game and allowing other teams to dictate how the match will be you know, played out. But Rangers, if they go a goal behind them, then you need to chase it. Get that first goal. And everything else, I think, would fall into place. And, and in all seriousness, despite the performance the other night there, where I, I still think they take credit for coming coming back from two goals down, I still think if they get into their stride early enough, they could actually win and win comfortably on Sunday. Alex, the, the, I mean, as, as we've discussed, you know,
0: a bit of pressure on Sunday, and a big improvement needed. The one thing that sort of maybe gives you a wee bit of hope is the has largely been okay. The, 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 the real issues are at home. Uh, you know, Gerard was sort of, you know, he was getting a wee bit of scrutiny of the day about the team's performances and the fact that they're dropping points and all the rest of it. And he came out with a start which was quite interesting. He sort of said, you know, he was sort of keen to highlight that they've lost one game in the last 50, which is, you know, a, a very impressive start, you know, no matter what way you put it. But, you know, as we've, as, as we've discussed earlier, you know, they don't look like that team. Like they've only lost one in 50. You know, we, we do look fragile. So what do you think? Like, what has happened? What's happened to this team? Because as I said earlier on, you know, I was watching this footage for one of the games for last season and the way we were playing, the way the ball was getting moved about, you know, we, we weren't conceding, we were scoring for fun. We looked, as it has as turned out, we looked invincible and that's, that's how it turned out. We were invincible. So what's happened? What, why why is that not happening now? I
2: think you see the game against St Mirren last Sunday. Um, we're asleep, you know, for the first twenty minutes, you know, up to a half an hour, really, and then it's almost like they were, they were shocked that it was sunny in Paisley, and, and more than that, the sun was actually in their eyes, and they kind of they kind of gradually worked out that you could actually, if you get the ball up into the St Mirren box, there's a bit of shade for that stand, mm-hmm. and. We just slowly came to life, and then we were scintillating. I thought for a good five minute period to ten minutes, and we got the two goals in quick succession. And a part of me, because we are champions, because I wanted, you know, I want to give this team a a, a break because of everything they, they did for us last season, and all, and knowing that they can reach those heights again, I'm thinking, yeah, that maybe this is what they're going to do. They're just they're just going to they're just super cool, you know. They, they, I'm panicking all through the second half because they've lost that tempo again. They've lost that. The, the way we start second half is absolutely terrible. The way Motherwell started second half the other night, a couple of goals in the first 10 minutes, that could be my almost stuff for us if we're, if we're off the boil again on Sunday. Yeah. You know, we, we, we That's a change from last season, but it's almost like we're just going to do enough. We're just going to do enough. We've only dropped points in one game away. If hope it was a loss, to didn't be United. As, as Stuart's saying, uh, that's a shock to the system. But it, it might actually look worse than it actually is because you know we dropped four points away from home this but this point last season, just through two draws. Um I feel as if yeah, they just I don't want to go back to talking about this Sparks, you know, as if we're talking about the, the Transformers or whatever the old spark they need to get themselves got. We need to see that the team are actually slow starting to the season and then they're gonna they're gonna take it forward. I don't want to look like the classic spoiled Rangers fan. You know, a month down the line, oh, you were slagging that team and look at them now, they're, they're sweeping yeah. all before them. I think it's important to remember that last season at some times, we, were, we weren't always fantastic uh, in games last season. I, I 3 nil wins against St. Johnston and St. Mirren early on at Ibrox last season. But in those games, we were posed a lot of problems. We were quite quiet for a lot of those games. Remember us beating up 2 nil early doors in the first half, we were terrible. We weren't at the races at all and then just suddenly it happens. I think there's a kind of minimalism, there's a kind of economy of performance about this team. And I think, I think they're actually pretty laid back and they've been too laid back at times this season and not having the same kind of consistency of squad on the park uh, is maybe exacerbated that to the point where we're, we're dropping more points than, than we would. Listen, we went at Motherwell last season. We won 5-1 in the first game, you know, um, but with two two penalties, two tavernier penalties, so obviously yeah. it's a conspiracy. Next time we go there, they'll get rid of Stephen Robinson Motherwell well, were the first team to score at Ibrox last season against us that that, that game in December, you know, and we go there uh, after they get rid of uh, Robinson, they go at Graham Alexander and they the they and, they, drew us and they, they were on the up, and they're, they're doing quite well. But I actually fancy as a away for home. That's another thing we can look into the home form versus the away form. Is it the crowds back? Whatever. I, f- I heard the first real howl of derision um, the other night, and that's that's a thing a lot of Rangers will are experiencing for the first time. But uh, I'm actually more confident about as a away for home. You know, um, and I'm actually I'm, I'm glad we're we're away from home on Sunday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on to the squad, squad update. Sure, uh, Ryan Kent, Ryan Jack, Gerard was saying today that they're, they're not far away. I think Ryan Kent, I think he suggested they might be able to feature on uh, Thursday night. Ryan Jack, a couple of weeks away as usual. Uh, but I mean, I've I've heard I've heard a lot of people say that. They think they too, when they're back would make the difference. I I, I was kind of the opinion on, on Wednesday night after Wednesday night's game. I'm thinking well one, Kent didn't look like he was in the best of form when, you know, he was in the team before before he was out injured. And two, I I don't think Ryan Jack I love Ryan Jack, he's a great player. But I'm not convinced that you know, he's going to provide enough to to improve this team's form. Uh is that how you see it? Do you think they will Really boosters, or, or or is the malaise in this team too deep for these two individuals to change it?
1: Yeah, I mean, in in the case of Jack, he's a player that Gerard admires, but unlike this, the you know like somebody like Gerard who could play deep and then break forward and smash balls in from twenty and twenty-five yards, that's not what you're expecting from Jack, is it? So how much he would shape or, you know, make a team better or different, I'm not quite sure. In terms of Kent, I, I do think Rangers have missed the kind of edge that he gives. And even as a distraction to the opposition, he is an advantage to Rangers And as much as he takes a bit of watching. Hence, and, and you'll, have, you'll have players, you know, waiting to see where he is on the pitch. And because of that, might be moment you know momentarily distracted because they're too busy watching him and allowing other things to happen you know behind them. I, I I think the one thing I would say is that these guys have been out for a wee while I I hope they they're not rushed back too soon and there's too much riding on them making these comebacks to the to the extent as almost when they're fit to walk again or fit to run again, the pitch back into the team. I don't think that would be I think that would be risky. I think that'd be a gamble for Rangers because you're looking to get these guys fit moving into the, the 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 winter period when you really need to start winning games and and, and clocking up points. So I wouldn't really like to see them rush back in. But again it's it, it maybe tells you, you know, we've heard so much about this Rangers squad being a beefed-up squad that there's cover in every position, yet we're still talking about two guys that are actually missing. It's it's not that beefed up. There's, there are not that many guys, you know, putting their hand up or stepping forward and, and and filling the void that these guys have left. And I think that may be one of the issues, actually, at, you know, at Rangers just now, that the guys that are actually getting a chance... Are normally grasping these chances. The whole thing about youth team players coming in, oh, he's playing great. He's this. He's that. He's the next thing. That that exists include cuckoo land. Do you know what I mean? I've I've seen guys coming in and suddenly making a, a or getting a start and maybe scoring a goal. But to keep that as a you know that kind of sustained form and maintain a place in the team or in the manager's thoughts doesn't really happen. You have to go with the kind of squad that you've got. And I, and again, I think there are guys within the squad who are getting a chance, who haven't really done enough. They haven't stepped up. But then again, they haven't looked as if they want to step up. They'll just look as if they're content actually being in the first-team squad. And that's not good enough for Rangers this season.
0: Like Alex, on to Motherwell. Uh... <clears throat> Now, obviously, they're one of the teams that have taken points off as the that one-one draw at Ibrox. They were kind of flying at that point. They've struggled a wee bit since. I think they've they've, they've only won one game in the last five. Kind of slipped in the table a wee bit. I think they're sitting in six at the moment. That said, it's Stuart sure sort of pointed it earlier on. third Park and it's been a tricky venue for us in the past. Uh, and and as I said, there might be a bit of pressure on us after after if Celtic are top of the league after uh, Saturday's game.
2: Stephen Gerrard's first time at, at for Park early on in his first season. Um, That was the, you know, we're a goal down and then we're a goal up. And, you know, again, the, the classic, what I'm now seeing as a pattern uh, of us conceding a sickeningly late equaliser.
0: You never make a sub at a corner though, Alex. I don't know. Bringing you know I mean? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Lee of... Wallace on. And... Anyway.
2: It's every scenario. What happened last week Paisley? Yeah. Six and a half minutes into seven minutes injury time. We've got a free kick. Outside the St. Mirren box, I'm sitting there going, but they're going to get a corner. The yeah. St. Mirren are going to get a corner. And St. Mirren get a corner and they bring the goalkeeper up into the seventh innings. Been... I mean, this is where I sound like they this the spoilt spoil get, you know, but it's, it's happened four or five times this season. The one thing I was glad about the other night was we actually did the equalising late on, you know, but uh, yeah. and we didn't give away a silly corner at the end, but we dropped two bloody points. Um, no, I mean, I, you're right, it's a, it's a, it's a hard venue. Um, we won there 5 1 last season, but that was. They kind of dying embers of Stephen Robinson's reign and I think like Mother were just back from a trip to Israel in Europe. We'd been in we'd been basically at Sheephall Airport. We'd been away to see Willem Twees. So we were we were back in space of 20 minutes probably um, we were all fresh and ready to go and uh, we, we blew them away. But by the time they got Alexander in um and we went back there for Park it was Big Cedric was doing the equalising you know he's the, the hammer of the well four goals he got against in the league last season. So yeah. he's no there. Jordan Jones isn't there. George Edmondson isn't there to score for Motherwell against us. That, that, that's fair enough. But, that's a um, bonus. Aye, that's, a, that's a wee bonus. But no, I just wanted to see them go out there, mate, and um, all I can think to say now is that spark. I wanted to see his... Look, we played scintillating football against Porto and all that in the seasons we didn't win the league Um Gerrard's first uh, couple of seasons. Um, we can turn it on, we can turn it off, and I, I think they um, deserve that bit of time. We are still top of the league. Listen, if this is how it's going to go, every... Every kind of time we go through the, the, the full schedule, and yes, we, we, we play everybody for two points further ahead. You no, know, I'd be quite happy to win the league by, you know, uh, six or eight points, whatever it is, end of this season. But I don't think we can sustain it. We, you, you need a mental breather. You need a, a heavy. You need a big win just to reassure the players that they can do it. You, know? you also need
1: a clean sheet, Alex. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Aye, I, that as well. I, mean? it, it
2: would be so. It would be so
1: important for Rangers just to be able to score one and then rely on a defence that isn't pressurised or isn't pushed. But I, that guarantee, that you're, you're writing what you said earlier on there, that guarantee is is just not there. You you'd never look at that Rangers team as if they say, oh, they'll just shut up shop. No, they'll shut up shop and leave the back door open. And that's, I, that's, that, that's what they've done time and time
2: again. I think that's the thing. That's why, we, yeah, as I say, it's, you don't have a stick sticker twist when it comes to how you're assessing them this season. It's like, that's what didn't happen last season. What well, did It, it happen in the Scottish Cup against Johnson. Um, it happened in a kind of relatively meaningless game against Hamilton Knackies in the league, where we didn't get that second goal and it cost us. Um, but this season, you're kind of thinking, that that is happening. And it's. I think the, the judgment of the team just now is on that cusp, which is I think is absolutely horrible, of saying last season was the freak. was the freak. We just, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it, was, it was almost a one-off. But we're top of the league this season. We've actually started this season better than any of the previous two seasons under yeah. Gerard. So I think it's just a lack of momentum. Stevie G's team the last three seasons has started the season improving heavily on the previous season. This is the one time we've went backwards. Right, can I just
1: add, just add in there that we're, you know, we're talking about players that are missing in, in, in that spark, dare I say it again? But if you look at the guy who really started last season like a buzz bomb, Tavernier, with the goals that he scored and the goals that he created, and, and the presence that he had, and the fact that opposition the opposition teams started marking a fullback rather, you know, rather than other other players. Rangers just don't have that that cutting edge or or that um, that kind of input from Tavernier this year. I would say if if, if he was for the first couple of months of last season, was an eight or a nine most weeks. I would say he'd be lucky to be averaging six or seven. Hence the reason why he, his position's even coming under pressure and people are talking up Patterson. Nobody spoke up, talked about Patterson this time last season, Something because Tavernier was being so creative and providing such a contribution to Rangers, either in the goals that he scored or the, the assists that he made. So... He, the results are down. The results are not as good. The points totals down. The goals are down, but the performance level amongst some individuals is down as well. And I think you need to take that into account.
0: It's, it's funny you say that because I was I was on the, the WhatsApp to David Wren a, a couple of days ago and we were talking about it and we we're saying but do we think wrong? And my view is kind of, kind of what you're saying there. The now Stuart I says we got so much out the fullbacks last year. Both Tav and and Borna I mean how many times did Borna cross for Tav <laughs> you yeah, know I mean yeah. Tav here was scoring on, on a Borna assist and we got so much out of Ryan Kent last year as well so th- those are three players that have not really contributed to the same to the same extent this year but you, you can't just lump it in them but it, it, it kind of ties into what you're saying there Stuart final point before, before we wrap up for tonight uh you know, obviously Rangers a bit rocky defensively. I, I was kind of looking at, at Motherwell's players today. Tony Watts, probably the main goal threat. You know, he's, he's he's got seven goals in 11 games. I think it's four with his right foot, three with his head. So he's, you know, he can he can mix it up a wee bit. He, he, he also seems to have settled down. You know, he was a bit of a journeyman for a while there. He was going to every club under the sun, but he's, he seems to have settled at, at Motherwell. Uh, sure, and probably their main threat on, on Sunday, I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think the main threat for Rangers fans is, however, the assist that the Rangers defence might give Motherwell. I, I, you know, and, and I, teams don't need that much of an invitation to cause Rangers real damage just now. Um, and, I, and I would say that's the, the biggest threat of all, the opportunities that Rangers might present to Motherwell. And Motherwell will take them because they're pretty confident. Although, I have to say, if you look at their, their, their form over the last five matches, you're you're talking about three losses and a draw in there from Motherwell and maybe they're not as good or not as consistent as what we are making up in our heads just now compared to to the Rangers team that are actually going to be visiting Fir Park but I don't, you know the games against Motherwell have always been difficult, I I, I, I cannot really remember Rangers just turning up either at Fir Park or even at Ironbrooks and rolling over or you know Rolling Mother over easily or comfortably. Mother have always been difficult to get a result against, and especially at home. But I, I somehow, I again, I don't know why I've based it on, but I somehow think that Rangers actually might win this game and win it quite comfortably. I suppose, Alex,
0: I'll, I'll give you the, the the sort of final final say here. It comes down to teams. I think teams fancy themselves against Rangers now. You know what I mean. Whereas last season they didn't. But hopefully we'll get that spark on Sunday and hopefully a routine win and you know set us up for moving forward.
2: I did. A bit, I like to go deep with the research, um, Colin. I, I, I looked heavily into Tony Watt. I'm glad you said research there, Alex. <laughs> 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 that's, that, that's the only thing I can actually go deep. But we won't talk about it. Apparently, that's Tony. Apparently, he scored against Barcelona. I don't know if anybody. Aye, I heard that. The I heard that aye, aye, But as I say it took me a few days to find that out. I couldn't see it anywhere on the internet. But um aye. I thought it's... he was a film
1: critic. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I, th- I thought he was a film critic. He did he, he, have a podcast or something like where he, Is he? he? was, he ah. was doing a film. Aye, he was. He ah. was. He was, a, he was a kind of North Lanark's Barry Norman. <laughs>
2: Well, I hope he's Are you making right. this up, sure? No. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, All right. The, stranger than that, I saw he did a trial for Rangers. That was on, that was on his Wikipedia page. Now, I don't know if that's about right. wiki vandalism or whatever. No, but, I probably but, had the line. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he's the Cote Bridge, so obviously he's got be an Albion Rovers fan, so we've got no chance uh, of getting him. But aye, uh, you're talking about the full-backs there, the, the, the bombing forward that's not happening. And uh, I, it, the first team that he kind of stopped us doing that last season was Motherwell in that game at Ibrox uh, in December. And Tony Watt ran himself onto the ground there out in the out in the wing. The big man's he's he's got a reputation for being a bit lazy. Nobody's fit as he could be, but he's obviously he's found a bit of form. He's getting a few penalties though for the the pro Motherwell conspiracy that is uh, uh, taking a hold of the, the SPFL. The likes mafia. The likes mafia, mate. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you get caught, you get punished by getting sent to far part for ten games in a row. But um, I, he's 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 um, he's a, he's a big handful. But it's all about us. It is all about us. If we want to get up, get out there and uh, get get back to ourselves, get bombing forward, and just play play our own game as we know we can, hopefully the kind of criticism teams come under is really is up them. Um, there's you know there's a reason for being a bit of a dwam this week, but hopefully they'll they'll come out fighting again uh, on Sunday, and we'll we'll get that form back.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. Right, guys, I think that's I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything there. So a big thanks to Stuart and Alex for their time there. Uh, remember, folks, that we were live tonight, but the show will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, uh, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places. We'll have a show out on Sunday night uh, to obviously cover the game on Sunday. I think Ross is hosting uh, and Ian Duff is on and we're trying to get someone else to step in as well. We'll see what happens. Uh, in the It'll meantime, your, me. you're going to call Probably will be, aye. I'll hod it and dod it again. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, get yourself onto the JersNet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Until Sunday, guys, bye for now.